Chinese medicine, the web that has no weaver. Page 75, chapter 3, the organs of the body, the harmonious landscape, and on anatomy and its absence. Another major feature of the human landscape is the organs. Chinese medical theory recognizes a number of important organs which work in unison with each other and with the fundamental textures. This network of organs and textures sustains the human activities of storing and spreading, preserving and transforming, absorbing and eliminating, ascending and descending, activating and quieting. When all these activities take place harmoniously, the person is healthy and in balance. This concept of health is very simple. The Chinese cannot measure health as is customarily done in the West. Health is not a composite, composite of quantifiable entities, such as chemical levels in the blood and urine. In the West, health is analyzable independent of illness. It is an elaborate edifice, edifice upon which a practice of medicine is built. Health for the Chinese, however, is a simple sense of equi equilibrium. The image is balanced. The important Taoist notion that the Tao or Tao, the balanced and harmonious way, that can be talked about and described as not Tao, pervades medicine. Harmony is a simple assertion. It is enough to say, for instance, the, lung, the lungs is in harmony administer respiration. No elaboration is needed. The detail and precision of Chinese medicine lie instead in its perception of disharmony, in its ability to recognize in signs and symptoms a pattern that becomes the basis for treatment. This theory of health is an attempt to make sense out of the practice of treating illness. For instance, in the process of finding a treatment for the symptom of edema, uh, which is excessive accumulation of fluid in the tissue, the Chinese formulated their theory of harmonious movement of fluids in the body. They did not study healthy people first. They probably moved from perceiving and treating a disharmony to the understanding of harmony. The tendency of Chinese thought is to seek out dynamic functional activity rather than to look for the fixed somatic structures that perform the activities. Because of this, the Chinese have no symptom, uh, system of anatomy comparable to the, that of the West. Thus, for example, the organ known as a liver is for the Chinese very different from the Western liver. The Chinese liver is defined first by the activities associated with it, the Western liver by its physical structure. This divergence of conceptual approach makes it possible for Chinese medicine to identify organs not recognized in the West, such as a triple burner, and for it not to recognize organs and glands clearly identified by Western medicine, such as the pancreas and the adrenal glands. It is impossible to read into Chinese system the classification of the West. One Western authority on Chinese medicine states, erroneously, 
The endocrine glands were not known to the ancient Chinese and were therefore not considered. I think the thyroid should be classified as belonging to the heart in the system of classification under 12 organs, which is likewise the adrenal belongs to the kidney. This sort of attempt to impose simple par par parallelism uh, on the two systems is inappropriate and leads to misunderstanding. The Chinese system must first be approached and de dealt with on its own terms. Chinese medicine is a coherent system of thought that does not require validation by the West as an intellectual construct. Intellectually, the way to approach Chinese concept is to see whether they are internally logical and consistent not to disguise them as Western concepts or dismiss them because they do not conform, uh, conform to Western notions. And the system is internally consistent. It is, an, it is an organization of all the observable manifestations of human life into an integrated set of functions and relationships. Understanding of these functions and relationships enables the practitioner to identify and treat a disharmony in them. As a clinical construct, the Chinese concepts can be evaluated more easily. Western techniques can be used to study whether the practice derived from the theory really works. This has, this has been done, and the results have begun to show that Chinese medicine can be effective in Western terms, as noted in Chapter 1. But the treatment is usually often achieved through the use of a non-Western theoretical framework. Chinese medicine can, for instance, treat the disharmonies that Western medicine would associate with the thyroid condition. The Western doctor would treat the thyroid itself, in most cases either biochemically or surgically. The Chinese physician, however, might effect a cure through treatment of the heart or, depending on the total configuration of signs, through treatment of the liver, spleen, kidneys, or some combination of these organs. The two paradigms embrace a person differently. There is not a simple correspondence. China's lack of a refined anatomical theory like the West does not mean its system is quiet quaint or primitive. It means only that there exists an alternate system of thought, one Eastern, one Western. In the West, even the early Greeks developed sophisticated anatomies based on the dis dissection of humans and apes. These anatomies were often incorrect, but they grew out of the same emphasis on finding fixed entities that motivates modern medicine. The dis description of organs that follows, however, is not a Chinese version of anatomy, but is very antithesis. In the Chinese system, the organs are discussed always with reference to their functions and to their relationships with the fundamental textures, other organs, and other parts of the body. Indeed, it is only through these relationships that an organ can be defined. The organs are bundles or in intersecting matrices of res resonating human activity. The relationships discussed herein are those that 
uh, the Chinese medical tradition considers most important in the clinical perception of patterns. Chinese medicine recognizes five yin organs, uh, which is wu zhang, and six yang organs, which is liu fu. The yin organs are the heart, lungs, spleen, liver, and kidneys. The pericardium is sometimes considered a sixth yin, sixth yin organ. The function of the yin organs is to produce, transform, regulate, and store the fundamental textures, qi, blood, essence, spirit, and fluids. The six yang organs are the gallbladder, uh, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, bladder, and triple boner. The yang organs receive, break down, and absorb that part of the food that will be transformed into fundamental textures and transport and excrete the unused portion. The yin organs are thought of as in being deeper inside the body and are therefore in in relation to the yang organs which are more external. The yin organs are generally more important in medical theory and practice. There are also six miscellaneous or curious organs, which is qi han zi fu, mentioned in the classical literature. They are the brain, marrow, bone, blood, vessel, uh, blood vessels, uterus, and gallbladder. The gallbladder is considered both a yang organ and a curious organ. Yang because it is involved in the breakdown of impure food. Curious because it alone among the yang organs contains a pure substance, which is bile.